Welcome to the show, sports fans. This is the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, breaking down District 3 activities week in, week out in the state of Idaho. My name is Brandon Bainey, but the guy you all paid to see, and nobody pays anything, it's free 99, is Logan Green, our District 3 expert. Logan, what's up? Yeah, I wouldn't say anybody is paying to hear this. They probably need to be paid to listen to it, but, you know, we won't get into that. But, uh, yeah, it's crazy what's going on right now. District 3, uh, I was just at a, at a game last night, um, and I didn't even realize it. It was senior night there. Now, they didn't have any seniors, so, you know, what is senior night with no senior? Anyways, we don't need to get into that conversation, but – uh, but regardless, it was the final home game of the season for some teams. And uh, it's just kind of crazy that we're already here at that time right now. Yeah, it's pretty crazy to think about um, t- talking about kind of different ways of having those like senior nights and things like that. I did see earlier this month um, at Idaho City High, Logan, they had what was called snow coming where it was like homecoming, but it was for the winter sports. And so like the basketball teams and the wrestlers, and they all kind of had a cool, they called it snow coming. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. They get plenty of it up in Idaho city. So it's a, <laughs> it's a fitting name. It's a fitting name. Yeah, that's for sure. So, um, Hey, like we said, the show is totally free, right? It doesn't cost you anything. We do ask that if you're watching this, uh, on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, um, hit, hit the like button. And hit that subscribe button, and that helps us in the big fancy algorithms, and it helps more people see this content. Uh, you can also listen to this podcast, of course, audio only at idahosports.com or wherever you download your podcasts Google, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, etc. And wherever you're downloading this at, just hit subscribe, and then it automatically get automatically gets downloaded into your feed. Every single week, you don't have to go searching for it because sometimes we record on Wednesday, sometimes we record on Thursday, and that's one less thing you have to worry about. So just right. subscribe. And so, yeah, here we are, Logan. Um, at the very end of the regular season, uh, to the point now where uh, for girls basketball, the regular season has officially wrapped up for some teams. Um, mm-hmm. Boys basketball, we're getting kind of into the the stretch drive of conference play. Our first statewide district play-in game or district tournament game period actually happens tomorrow night, Logan, which means uh, later today, I've got to get district brackets posted to the website at idahosports.com. Girls district tournament action officially starts tomorrow night. Do you have any idea what the matchup is? This will be a fun trivia time. (laughs) Okay. District tournament starts tomorrow night. Is it, is it over here or is it Eastern Idaho? East Idaho. Okay, so it's going to be that 1A Division II tournament, right, from Eastern Idaho that has, like, 55 teams in it. Um, (laughs) I mean, the league stretches from, what, Ledor all the way down to, like, Rockland, right? It is – I'm pretty sure that that conference is bigger than some, some, like, college conferences, right, in terms of length. That's not true, but, you know, jokingly. I heard somewhere that, like, Owyhee County – is bigger than Rhode Island or something like that. Don't quote me on that. I might be wrong, but uh, just tells you how big. I mean, that's that's a long drive, right? Ledor to Rockland. I don't know what that is. Is that like three hours? Anyways, was that the one? Am I right? Yes, you are correct. It is the one AD two 
Rocky Mountain Conference, a nine-team behemoth. Of course, the five ASICs over here going yawn. We've got 13 yeah, no teams. <laughs> um, but to answer but those- your second question, Ledor to Rockland is two hours and 56 minutes. <laughs> Almost three hours. But, I mean, you know, the five ASIC, you're talking the longest drive is Timberline to Middleton, which, I mean, with traffic, it might take you two hours and 56 minutes, to be honest. Yeah. Just kidding. It's probably an hour. So the matchup, Logan, the very first district uh, post, the very first postseason game is tomorrow night in the thriving metropolis of Dubois, Idaho. The Clark <laughs> County, the Clark County Bobcats are hosting nice. the Taylor's Crossing Eagles in the nine versus eight play-in game to see who advances to the proper double elimination tournament. Do you know where Taylor's Crossing is located, Logan? I, it's in Idaho Falls. I know yes. that. And, <laughs> and I, hey, look, I know about Clark or uh, Du Bois. My great friend from college, um, Tyson Schwartz, is actually the head football coach at Clark County. Um, and so my wife's family actually owns a ranch just up uh, near Humphrey. So the next, you know, past Spencer and up to the next one, like my brother in law's de- uh, dad is actually or his grandpa, whatever, was the mayor of Spencer. So that little nook of the world I'm actually a little bit more familiar with than uh, most people might expect. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I uh, of course, living in Pocatello and, and traveling to Montana frequently to visit family and friends, uh, we pretty much universally always stop in Dubois along the way. We, there's a little gas station right off yep. the interstate. We always stop there, you know, whether it's to – stretch our legs or get something to eat or so i mean i've been to dubois more times than i can can count you need to look for my wife's family's ranch it's right after the humphreys exit on the left not that you know not that that's important to you but it's there it exists but uh yeah so it's be clark county taylor's crossing the first postseason it's that that's like the uh like the first four, right? Or what do they call it? We call it basketball when they, um, um, is that what they call it? The first four when they play yeah. in baby? Um, it's always like, I don't care who these two 16 seeds are. I'm watching them. Uh, this is that, that's what I want. Give it, give it all to me. Give me all the postseason basketball. Yeah, no doubt. So, so yes, postseason starts tomorrow statewide. Um, and we will have, once again, every district tournament bracket, 5A all the way down to 1A D2, every single district uh, on the homepage at idahosports.com. Stay tuned. Uh, nothing gets going in District 3 until like next week. So we, mm-hmm. we got a little bit of a buffer, but uh, man, with postseason ramping up, we wanted to, to examine just a couple of conference races that are becoming pretty interesting and by interesting we mean convoluted in terms of we don't there's some leagues where it's like okay melba's boys and girls running away with the league parma's girls running away with their league uh council boys just won their conference so but but there's other leagues where it's like man i don't know what to make of this and I, i i don't think that's can be any more clearer than the 5a sic for girls basketball logan it's it's been a wild ride this year yeah, and I mean, we could have our own show on just this. I mean, that's what this might evolve into, right? But yeah. I tell you what, I mean, it is—it's it, a mess. But that's a—I say that in the in the best possible way, right? The term "mess." When you look at the conference right now, I mean, you have 
you have the the top dogs, right? You have Boise up at the top, um, and and I think they are the best team, uh, clearly. But they did lose last week, and so that wasn't something I think a lot of people were expecting to see. Um, and, and so that you know, people see that oh, okay, now Boise's beatable. Um, of course, the conference this year, right, gets their four automatic bids and then gets two play-ins. So six teams are going to leave the SIC and and go to the postseason play. Four straight into the Idaho Center. Two are going to have to battle um, in games that I don't know. I don't know if the SIC wins those games just because and we talked about this last week. I mean, you're going to get two really good teams from the one from the north, one from the east, and those are going to be real tough matchups. I even think, Brandon, I was looking at your article, right? The one on uh, the max preps rankings. I think like, you know, the North has Coeur d'Alene and Post Falls, right? Those are the the two up there. And I think both of them are in the top five of girls teams. Um, is that right? You'll have to correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, you're going to get more than likely whoever's in the play-in game is going to be playing a quote top five team, essentially. Yeah, so the way this boils down is uh, the fifth place team from District 3 will play the second place team from the North. And then the sixth place team from District 3 will play the second place team from the East. And you've got basically from between East Idaho and the North, you've got five teams that are all really good. Lake City, Post Falls, Coeur d'Alene up North, Thunder Ridge, and Rigby from the East. So just looking at those teams and, and we're not saying because any of those right. five could be the possible play in opponent, just looking at court. Let's go team by team and see how they did against the SIC this year. Court lane beat Eagle 54, 31 beat Meridian 71, 25 beat Rocky 72 to 44. So, I mean, that's three, and zero for court lane against Three, I mean, Eagle and Rocky are right there, right near the top of the league standings. And, well, and Coeur d'Alene Rocky's dominated. the one that beat Boise, and they yeah. beat him by, and Coeur d'Alene beat him by 30 points. Like that, you know, it, it's tough. It's tough. I don't think anybody's going to get out. If you if you don't get one of those top four, I think you're done. Yeah. Uh, Lakes, Lake City beat Boise 73 62. Now that was way back season opener. Uh, they beat Mountain View 68 to 43. They beat 77 to 37. They beat Rocky 65 to 29. They beat Eagle 57 to 39. So again, you're talking about Lake City 5 and 0 versus the SIC this year, and really only yeah. one close game against Boise. Um, you look at Post Falls. How did they do this year? They beat Rocky 51 to 46. They beat Eagle 60 to 50. They beat Meridian 65 to 31. Uh, Mountain View 60 to 51. Bora 76 to 23. Middleton 75 to 58. So Post Falls went 6 and 0 against the SIC. A lot of close games in there. So if you're if you're a if you're a District 3 team, you're probably cheering for Post Falls. Bad news is Pope Falls. Post Falls has been boat raced by Lake City and Coeur d'Alene so far in all of their matchups. Yeah. So Post Falls getting to the play-in game is unlikely, but that might be a pathway. Uh, the teams from East Idaho, Thunder Ridge obviously hasn't lost yet this year, right? They're 20-0 and on the season. The only undefeated team left in 5A girls hoops. How did they do against the SIC this year? They beat Bora 69-27. to They beat Eagle 53-46. to so they went 2-0 and against the SIC, and Eagle pushed them, right? It was a somewhat close game. Um, mm-hmm. And then finally, Rigby. 
uh, re, uh, this year is uh, currently the uh, loss to Hawaii by 10, 71 to 61. And that might be it for the SIC. So Rigby is the one. They're, they're 0-1 against the SIC this year. Hawaii beat them by 10. So I guess if you're an SIC team and you're playing in the out, at, you know, playing game, you're, you're hoping to see either Rigby or post falls essentially, right. but even then it's not going to be easy. No, and there's, there's no easy matchup. Uh, you know, and so again, it's pertinent to get those, one of those top four bids, but Brandon, if we look at the standings, I mean, it is a, it's a mess. So six teams, let's just, let's just go with the six, right? Six teams are going to make it. Uh, you know, I think we can all agree that Boise is probably going, right? Boise did lose to, to um, Rocky Mountain this week, which was, you know, I, I think a little bit of an upset, but um, not really on paper. I mean, they're only a game apart right now. Um, but, you know, we've talked a lot about maybe Timberline being right there and then Hawaii making some noise. Um, but Eagle sits at 9-2 and two as well. Um then you look towards the bottom and there's teams at the bottom that have losing records that I, I think are better than those records show that um, that are going to get better as they go along. I mean, CUNA beat Mountain View this week and then Middleton last night, we were there for that game. Middleton absolutely plowed through CUNA. And, you know, you look at like Middleton, let's just look at them for a second. Um, I, I'm just going, I've seen them play a lot this year. We've done, we've, you know, we've done a lot of their games. Um, just from what we've seen, they beat Eagle early in the season, right? That's, that's the nine and two Eagle squad, right? That's currently sitting tied for second in the league. They beat them. They lost to them this week or last week, excuse me, on Saturday by four points. Uh, Middleton's other games, they lost to Rocky Mountain by eight points. They lost to Capital by one. They went to overtime against Mountain View, a game that if they could hit any free throws, they would have won that game. They lose that by six points. They lose, you know, they they, they lost to Owyhee. Excuse me, I couldn't remember the last one. They lost to Owyhee by five points. That's a team, they, they're so young. They have a lot of young players, and, and I said this, uh, to somebody last night, whether it's Middleton, CUNA, uh, Capital, somebody in that conference in district is going to win a game that on paper they should not win. It's going to happen. I'm going to, you can take me to the bank on it. I'll eat crow all day, but somebody is going to win a game that they should not win. Now, that doesn't, I'm not saying that's going to be in a state qualifying matchup. Um, it might be in the first round and then that team ends up losing the rest of their games and does not go to state. It, it could happen in that, that do or die opening round. Right. And, and then maybe that team gets to that next round and then they do not win another game there. I, you know, that's not, I'm not saying somebody is going to, I'm not saying Bora who hasn't won a game is going to somehow make it to the state tournament. I'm saying somebody is going to win a game that they should not. And it, it's going to be over one of those top tier teams and it's going to make things interesting in the SIC tournament. And, you know, it, I, I think that it's going to be a Middleton, a CUNA, uh, a Mountain View, that one of those is going to beat somebody they should not beat. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the league standings right now, so Boise lost to Rocky by three on Saturday, last Saturday, 45 to 42. They turn around and beat Timberline in their regular season finale last night by three, 48 to 45. With that, 
Boise finishes the regular season 11 and one in the SIC, 18 and two overall. They've got the one seed locked down. Then you've got this three-way tie for second, Logan. Mm-hmm. Hawaii, Rocky, Eagle, all nine and two, and they all beat each other. <laughs> so how do you yep. solve this tiebreaker? Rocky beat Hawaii, but lost to Eagle. Eagle beat Rocky, but lost to Hawaii. And Hawaii lost to Eagle and beat Rocky. They all, they all, it's like the circle you love pointing to. This team beat yeah. this team. This yeah. team. And, we, and we bring this up because with this new 13 team bracket, only the top three teams receive first round buys into the double elimination, which means one of those three, Hawaii, Rocky, and Eagle, is going to have to play Bora or Nampa in a do or die game. Now they're probably favored to win that, but still it's, it's one extra step they have to take. Yeah. And, and it's just, you see it all the time in postseason basketball where it happens. Upsets happen. You know what? I think that both teams are, are pretty, whoever gets that fourth bid, I, I, I would feel pretty comfortable winning uh, that first game, whether it be Nampa or Bora Um and even like a centennial, I think you should be okay, but you don't want to be, you don't want to slip up and, and get, get a, you know, a capital, a Middleton or a Mountain View. I think that is not what anybody wants in the first round. And we're going to see some of those, right? Potentially where we don't have the bracket, right? We have the volleyball bracket to kind of base it off of, but um, so, some of those teams that I, we mentioned that are in the middle, somebody's going to knock another one out you know, in that play in quote, play in round. Um, and it's going to be a tough way to end a season for somebody right there in the middle. Yeah. So the way it's looking right now, I mean, I don't know who that fourth seed is. I don't know how that tiebreaker gets sorted out between a Waihee Rocky and Eagle. They all have one final SIC game to play. They're all favored to win. So, the, I mean, you're looking at, but, but that fourth place team would play Bora four would play 13. Five would play 12. That would be Timberline. Timberline's locked in as the five seed, and that would be Timberline against Nampa. Then you would have six against uh, 11. That currently would be Mountain View and Centennial. Then you'd have seven and 10, Capital and Meridian. And then the eight, nine, Logan, and I think this is pretty much a done deal. I mean, depending on what happens. But right now it would be Cuna and Middleton meeting in that eight, nine matchup. And those are two of your dark horses. One of them is going to get knocked out right away. Yeah, and and those two teams play. I think you're right, Brandon, because I think Middleton plays Meridian this week. And if they win, they'll move to five and seven. Cuna's locked in at five and seven. And then if Capital falls, they're five and seven. And Capital has the tiebreaker over Middleton because they won that game by one point. Um, so, yeah, it's probably going to be Middleton and Cuna. And you know what? Middleton has won that game twice this year and they looked really good last night. And um, that would be a tough draw, I think for CUNA because they have played so well um, recently, right? Uh, you know, they, they beaten, they've played well in some of these games and, but man, yeah, like I said, I think somebody's going to win a game they shouldn't, but I believe right. If that, the winner of that game just goes on and plays Boise in the first round, would that be where they would line up? Yes, provided one of the lower seeds doesn't. Doesn't. So it resets itself. It's not like this. It's not a direct path. It's low seed against Boise. 
Right. So you know, if, Bo- if Bora as the 13 one, you know, they would, they would play Boise right away. Um, so, so then let's, let's examine the other side of the coin. If we think one of those teams, I, I think the four bids Boise's got one. And then the other three auto bids eh, could be any number of teams. But if we're talking about, you know, which one of those teams that's in the quote unquote top four right now that, that we think is not going to get one of those auto bids or might, you know, find themselves on the wrong end of it. If I had to pick one, I'd pick a Waihee. A Waihee is Oh, a- really? You think yes. it's a Waihee? I would say Eagle. So, and here's my thing with Eagle. Okay. You look at Eagle and you're like, they're nine and two in league, but they're like 10 and 10 overall. Right. And you're like, man, and, and they're, they're, they're point per game and they're, you know, what they've scored is 45.10 points per game and they've allowed 45.05. So that is a plus minus of 0.05. So they're like right at even, which mm-hmm. you're 10 and 10. But then when you look, and I didn't realize this until Eagles coach, uh, Jeremy Monroe sent me an email last week. <laughs> he goes, I, I keep waiting for you to email me and ask me, you know, what, what I think of the 5A hierarchy, because look at who Eagle has played this year, Logan. They've played obviously Rocky twice. They've played Boise. They've played Hawaii twice. But then outside of that, they've played Lake City, Post Falls, and Coeur d'Alene, <laughs> and Thunder Ridge. I mean, their their Eagle is the team that could. Coach Monroe is the guy that could tell yeah. me, "Hey, I've seen every big player except Rigby in person." And here's what I think. So he was kind of joking about that uh, when he sent me that email, but it's true. Eagle has no. played, I think, by far the toughest schedule of anybody. So no, and you're right. You know that's a that's a great point. Um, I so if you look at the power rankings on Idaho Sports, and these aren't official that go into any sort of uh, determination as who to makes it to state or anything like that. Um, but but. Well, sorry, I'm looking at never mind. I'm looking at something else, but you know, I where do these teams line up? You know, I just think that I don't know, you know, even if you look at the point differential on the year for um Eagle, they are right there, right? For, they 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 give up 45 points a game and they score 45 points a game. Right. Um you, you know, they're they're right there. I feel like they could go either way. Um Middleton beat them once. And then they barely beat Middleton the second time. Uh, I just feel like, um, and, and you know, that would just be my, again. That's not a knock on Eagle. I just somebody's. I don't know. I just feel like somebody's not going to make it. That should. That's just my. It, those top four. I don't think it's going to be those top four. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes. And, I, and so, I, yeah. So you so you think Eagle is the team that is going to not be the one that advances. I think it's a why he, and I'll tell you why why he has a young team, right? They're all sophomores, juniors, underclassmen. They got close last year. They got to the play in game and lost to post falls. But the big factor for a why he is their heralded transfer. Sid Rodriguez, you know, transferred from Bora to a he, she has been ruled ineligible for the postseason, So she, she was able to compete in the regular season. And then I don't, I don't know how the appeal process works. I know Canyon Ridge is kind of going through a similar thing in boys basketball, but that's with a fifth year senior. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know what the deal is there, but she is not available to play in the postseason, And that's a big piece of the puzzle now that's missing. That is, 
that is a big piece of the puzzle, you know, that's, um, you're right, Brandon. I didn't, I wasn't aware of that to be completely honest. So, yeah. Um, and, and, and again, I just, yeah, to me, it doesn't really make sense. Like if you're going to let her play the regular season, then why not let her play the postseason? Like, I don't, I guess I don't understand that part of it. Maybe somebody, um, yeah, interesting. Well, that's, I mean, that's a story to watch, right? That if you're without one of your best players and you got a big district tournament coming up, you know, you would think that maybe they've been playing with that in mind and, you know, you get the best seed you can, and then you hope that you can fight through it without her. Um, And then maybe you've been slowly game planning for that, right? Adjusting schemes and, you know, playing everybody that, might be, you know, in a situation where you wouldn't have her put some people in that will be there. Right. And, and, you know, that's interesting. And, so, and you again, know what, I'll, I'll say that maybe you're right, Brandon, but I, I still, yeah. I mean, I think Timberline, it might end up with one of those bids for sure. Um, and then gosh. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. And so if I had to pick a second, you know, I would, I would say maybe like, I feel like Rocky is kind of, but Rocky to just be Boise. So I, I don't know, man, it's, it's going to be no, wild. <laughs> that That's my thought. You can, everything is a big circle in the five ASIC. And then there's teams that are right there on the outside of that circle that have just been slowly grabbing and somebody's going to grab a hold and pull harder than anybody expects them to pull and get into that circle. And whether it's Mountain View, whether it's CUNA, Middleton, I don't know, but I think somebody is going to sneak their way in. Uh, and, you know, it could come down to who has the most, uh, Not I'm not saying senior senior players, but senior player, right? One's the most experienced that have played in these type of big game environments because you've got young teams. You've got young teams at Rocky. You've got young teams at Hawaii. You've got a very young team over at Middleton. You've got a young team at Mountain View. You've got young players that that are going to be asked to step up this year. And who's going to step up? Is it going to be the players that have that experience? Is it going to be the young players that say, okay, it is time. It's district tournament time. It's time to step up. And are we going to see a big-time freshman step up and make some noise in the district tournament? Um, we'll have to wait and see. But I tell you that the 5A SIC girls tournament might be the most uh, – up in the air, confusing and quote, you know, entertaining tournament that we will see in all the state of Idaho. I think the 2A WIC boys is going to be a ride, but I think uh, the 5A SIC girls is going to be the most entertaining district tournament that we will see in Idaho this year. Yes, for sure. And I'm, I'm trying to remember where I read that. I read it, it, it was either one of the newspapers or one of the news organizations online about about the sydney rodriguez thing from hawaii and i can't find it now but it, i definitely read it i didn't imagine this so if i'm wrong about this somebody let me know but i'm, I'm pretty sure that's the deal there at hawaii so um to, to further your point let's let's assume cordelaine and lake city both get to state from the north and and thunder and rigby both get to state from the east those would be your top four seeds at state yeah according to the max preps rankings right now Coeur d'Alene would be one thunder ridge would be two lake city would be three rigby would be four boise is only fifth right now in in the max preps rankings and 
they don't have an opportunity to climb any higher than that because it's only based on regular season games and their regular season is over. So no matter what happens, right. the SIC is going to be behind the eight ball a little bit in terms of seeding. It's kind of crazy to think we could see a semifinal at the Idaho Center with not one uh, team from the area. It theoretically that sets up, you know, a, a you know, that would be a four, Boise would quote be a five seed, right? Right. And and they would play a four seed. So nobody's going to play each other in the first round. Theoretically, it's all theoretical. Um, but Boise at a five seed playing a four, that would be. <laughs> a really good matchup in the first round. Um, whoever now, dr- makes that draw. Now let's, let's say that let's say Rigby doesn't make it. And Boise gets kicked up to the four seed right now. A is sixth post falls is seventh. Timberline is eighth. If, if I, if what I believe to be true and a doesn't make it and post falls doesn't make it, you're looking at Boise Timberline. The opening, opening round. round. Yeah, you could get the top two, <laughs> potentially the top two teams facing off. And uh, <laughs> that's that's crazy. So before everything gets started, all right, Brandon, who are who are the six that come out? I think I think it's Boise. I think it's Eagle. I think it's Rocky. Timberline. I like Mountain View. And I'll say a why he gets to a play-in game, but they don't make it. To stay. All right, that's my six. And 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 uh, it, Middleton could definitely. I think whoever wins with that Middleton Cuna potential first round matchup. I, I mean, and even Capital, like I think Capital could like get on. I mean, that's the hard part. But those yeah. are the six that I'll pick. What do you think? I got. I, I think Boise, Rocky, Timberline. Um, and then, and then I, I, Mountain View, Middleton, and then one of Eagle or Hawaii, uh, but I, I'm going to say Hawaii and Eagles out, but I think, um, you know, that that's, that's what I'm saying. And I don't know what order that is. I mean, I, I think, I think Boise gets in, I think my, my buys or my direct tickets are Boise, Rocky, Timberline, um, and and those are the only three I want to take right now, to be honest. And I know let the let the Hawaii and Eagle fans come at spears with me um, because I'm dis and I'm not dissing them. I just I don't know. It just it never you know if you if you pulled out your NCAA tournament bracket and picked all the high seeds, you would not win. You would not win your bracket challenge. You won't. And another factor to consider: Tim, Timberline is locked into that five seed at districts. So you're talking about possibly Timberline and Boise meeting in the semifinals yeah. at, the, at the district tournament. Um, so I don't know. It, it's it's going to be really it's interesting. True. It's fascinating. And Logan, we've spent like half an hour talking about this because there's so many different yeah. outcomes that are, but, but honestly, this is the story to me in, in girls basketball. Yes. And with districts next week, I mean, it was a conversation, like you said, there's a lot of races that are wrapped up. Um, in the in in district three and so it is what it is this is the most the most urgent so to say and compelling storyline and i mean it's gonna play itself out over the next you know week or so when everything gets put into place and maybe all our conversation was for naught and uh you know nothing actually goes the way we thought it was but it's always fun to play this game i love joe lenardi um his bracketology and all this um 
every week. I'm always checking it. Where's my team in the net rankings? Where are we going to go? And um, so it's uh, it'll be a fun trip over the next few weeks with the 5A SIC tournament. Yeah, for sure. So uh, let's let's talk about then the other kind of intriguing league race. We're going to swing to the opposite side to boys basketball, and we're going to swing all the way down to the 1AD2 long pin conference where on Saturday night uh, you had Council hosting Garden Valley uh, in a game that basically uh, for Council was going to be the kind of the de facto conference championship. Now, they're not out of the woods yet, Council. They, they have to play Horseshoe Bend on Thursday, tomorrow night. And if Council wins that game, then the long pin is theirs. Um, but it was an interesting game, Logan. It went to overtime. Council ends up winning 83 to 76 in overtime. I watched the final two minutes of regulation plus the entire overtime period. Man, Council, they attack. They are they attack mm-hmm. in transition. They attack the basket driving. They have so many talented athletes. Wyatt Vining continues to be one of the more underrated players in the state. Um, I was really impressed with, with Council and that win. Yeah, they, and I'm sure that that was probably a physical two minutes, just knowing how Garden Valley plays, that uh, no one's going to take it easily inside against the Corns um, from Garden Valley. And I'm sure that that was a nice physical affair between those two. Um, went to overtime, obviously. Um, you know, it's it's an interesting race, right? Because now all of a sudden Garden Valley, I think, has established themselves as the two. Um, but they had a squeaker right against Horseshoe Bend, um, yes. and Horseshoe Bend beat Council, who everybody thought counts or not Council Cascade. Everybody thought it was this is Cascade's league, but all of a sudden uh, they sit at fourth right now, right? And uh, y- you know, it's it'll be. I'm curious to see how that district tournament's going to go because that's another one where something might happen that shouldn't happen just because what what we've seen horseshoe bend can do and how close that game with garden valley was um but those are two teams that i think you know garden valley and council that could also make some noise come state tournament time if they're both there yeah so last night garden valley hosted horseshoe bend and got out of there with a 71 to 68 win so that was i mean close and you're talking about Horseshoe Bend now. If they if they had won that game against Garden Valley, and let's say they won this this game coming up yeah. against Council, all of a sudden you got chaos in, in the league standings. Because right now Council's eight and zero, Garden Valley is seven and two, Horseshoe Bend is five and three. So to me, all three of those are really close, really tight. Yeah, and, and you know I'm not sure. Is it two bids or one and a half? Um, two to state. So there's two bids and. I think I, I think council is going to get one of them for sure. Um, in one way, I, I think if council loses, they don't lose again, right? But if if they were to get upset, that they would come out the back door and get in. Um, but I think the only team, I mean, right now, Garden Valley has been the only one to really kind of be right there. I mean, obviously went to overtime, but you know, with with the way Horseshoe's been, Horseshoe Bend has played, it could you know they could sneak in. Um, Garden Valley played earlier in the season. They lost to Camas County by a good amount. Um, and, you know, that's a whole another conversation, what's going on in that league over there with them and Richfield. Um, but, uh, you know, I, 
Uh, we saw okay a couple of years ago, Cascade, right? Uh, they they came in behind Garden Valley and got that second bid to state. This was back three years ago is when Lakeside won the tournament. Um, but but Cascade gets in. They beat Carey in the first round, who I don't think anybody had that coming. And then they beat North Jim in the second round, and they go all the way to the state championship. And I think that there's a lot better basketball that is played in the long pin than I think people realize um, just from having seen a lot of North, long pin games over my time here broadcasting some of their teams. And um, I, I would like one of those teams, you know, that second team outside of council in a state tournament to win a game or two. Yeah. So again, we'll play the what if here. Let's say, let's say uh, it's garden Valley and council to get the state. Uh, at the current max preps rankings, and this could this is, could change a little more. It's not as static, or it's a little more static than the girls' rankings. Right now, Richfield and Camas County, those two teams that are battling in District 4 for one bid, they're the top two teams in the max yeah. preps rankings. So one of them will be the one seed. Then you've got Rockland at two, Kendrick at three, Water Springs, if they make it, would be four. Council would be the five seed. Garden Valley would be the six. So they'd be on opposite sides. You're looking at council and water springs in the opening round. I think I'd actually like council there. Give me council. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you'd have garden Valley taking on Kendrick. Those are two high octane offense. Man, man, that would be (laughs) yikes. That would be fun. Hey, I'm, I'm dibs. I want that tournament. That one sounds like a, Man, that would be that's a good one. That's just a shame. I know it's this is not our prep cast Magic Valley, but the one and the two, one of them's not going. Yep. And have they lost to anybody at their level that's out? I don't know. I haven't I have not uh so, so, so deep Rich, into Richfield basketball, but so, so Richfield is twelve and one. Their only loss was to Camas County. Camas County. They split. They split. They each won at the opponent's gym. So Camas <laughs> County won at Richfield and Richfield won at Camas, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, Camas County is nine and three, or excuse me, uh, they're eleven and three on the season, but they've they've scheduled pretty aggressively. They lost to Carey by eight. That's a really good one AD one team. They lost to Richfield, of course, by five. Um, and then and then they lost to Valley, which is another good one AD one team by by so, only six. So they they have not lost to a one AD two school besides Richfield. each other. Each other, yes, either and, one of them, yeah. And, and in preparation for what's going to be a sprint to the finish, both Camas County and Richfield have scheduled road trips to Rockland here over the final three weeks of the season. They're both going to go to Rockland for non-conference games. So that'll be interesting wow. as well. And that was, was that scheduled now or is that new? No, that, that was originally scheduled. Oh, that was as smart. I think, I mean, it doesn't hurt anybody, right? It's uh, I mean, the one, you know, that you're looking at a, potential state championship match preview, which very well could be the case with those two. Yeah. Um, those three. So what, you know, it's just a shame. Some of it is, is I don't know what the answer is. I know everybody else seems to know what the answer is. And I, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is because sometimes it, you know, that, you know, sometimes it works out the way that it should, um, whether or not people think it, it does, you know, in these one bid leagues, 
you know, so many, I'm, I'm going to go back and I'm not dissing anybody in Pocatello or anything, but you know, people thought, you know, that whole Pocatello century Preston ordeal and, um, and Pokey got to the championship and got run out of the gym. But, but I mean, that was a historically great Hillcrest team. But but Hillcrest struggled with Middleton the, the day before. And so I'm like, you know, that's that's my thing, is that sometimes I usually at the end of the day, the teams that should be there are there. Usually. I would say 99% of the time. Now but this year, I don't know what to think with the one AD two because if it really is like, let's just say both of these teams beat Rockland by twenty points, then I think there's an issue. Um, so it, I'm excited to see how that one. Again, this is totally not Treasure Valley related, but it's good if you're an Idaho sports fan. It's yes. a good conversation. That that is a great. I'm excited to see how those play out because I would like to see how those two. You know, because Rockland won it last year. And is a great candidate to potentially go back. Um, and if they, you know, if Rockland beats one by a lot, loses to another, whatever, you know, you know, maybe we have a little bit of a of a measuring stick, right? Um, but Camas County did beat Garden Valley by like twenty one points, so we do know that um, our second honcho over here got taken to the woodshed by by one of theirs. So. You know, i curious to see how that would translate to a Camas County versus Council game. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and and uh, and we might not get to see it. Right. We may not. Um, I will say, and then we'll wrap up the show here, but I I think this is a good broader conversation to have. My, my only experience is where I grew up in Montana, right? And in Montana, when it comes to the postseason – they all it's all it's all tournaments so the 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 long pin conference tournament hey we're gonna play at mccall high school thursday friday saturday and you're coming to play in a true tournament it's not play a game tuesday take three days off play again on saturday it's not this long drawn out thing it's hey we're gonna show up for three days or four depending on the size of the league we're gonna battle it out and, and that to me is a better run up to like what state's going to be like. Oh yeah. Personally. And then from there, so that's what they do at the district level. And then from there, they have a second weekend of, of pre-state tournaments that it's called the divisional tournaments. So you would have, and this used to be a thing. I feel like, you know, like districts four five and six all used to get together for like a, like a divisional tournament, like in the nineties. And somebody can correct me if I'm wrong on this in, in Idaho, but I don't know. Would it, would it be, would it be realistic to say, okay, districts one, two, and three. Now we're going to play a divisional tournament. Each, each league gets two teams from districts and then two of the districts get a third team and that rotates. And then the best four from that divisional tournament move on and same for districts four, five, and six. Then you have multiple opportunities to play your way in. If you're, I don't know. What do you think, Logan? Yeah, no, I think it's a, I like that setup. I I've said it. So I grew up, obviously I grew up in North Carolina. So, um, you know, it's different. It's a 64 team NCAA tournament type thing where you're traveling to places and then, and then they get down to the final four and and they'll play it, you know, at one of the, you know, at Duke Carolina or NC state or wake forest, whoever has it that year. And they'll do the final four there. Um, they'll do like a Friday, Saturday type thing. Um, but, I love how we have it, how we have state tournament 
bam, bam, bam. It is an event. It is, I think it is one of the best events in the state of Idaho. Um, I think the state tournament is an exciting time for everybody. Um, and, and everybody gets a lot out of it. And I think it would benefit the schools, the players, everything to have that environment before the state environment. So I'm for it. Um, again, I have no idea if that's the answer or logistically how that works or, and that, and I, and I feel like that that conversation with a lot of people, you know, a lot of people seem to know all the answers. Right. Um, and I don't know, but it, it, it seems like it would be a, it seems like it right on the surface that that would be a great idea. Yeah. I mean, hypothetically, then you would have like a, let's say, let's say for one AD two boys basketball. Okay. You, you have your district tournaments. Um, and, and then from there you would move to a divisional round, uh, let's say one, two, and three were all together. You'd have like, you know, Clark Fork and Mullen probably from District One, Kendrick and Deary from District Two, uh, Council and Garden Valley from District Three, and then let's say the White Districts Two and Three get a third team. So Horseshoe Bend gets to go to divisionals, and I don't know uh, Nespers yeah. or whatever gets to go. Then you're looking at okay, four teams from this pool of eight get to advance, and maybe only Council makes it or like maybe Clark Fork where they're get, they get to go to state now for, for winning their district. Maybe they don't make it out of divisionals because they came from your yes. district. Right. And, and yeah. And you know, again, like I said, I, I'm sure that there would be people that would scream at you, Brandon, for saying that's not logical. How can we do that? Money, money, money. Okay. Get it. But that makes sense. Right. Where the four best teams and quote, this half of the state are going to go, you know, you play through your conference, you play through another group, and then you all come together. I think it's a, I think it's a smart idea. I don't know. I feel like um, it, that's a great conversation to have. Um, and I feel like that's a problem with everybody. Not this, not with sports thing. This is just a American population in general. I don't, we can't have a conversation without screaming each other about why we're right and why you're wrong. And let's just sit down and talk about it. Like, listen to people's ideas. And I don't know where that conversation happens. I don't know who has it, but I would love to just listen in on it. And, you know, that's a great idea to bring up and maybe there's drawbacks of it. Let's hear them. Why is that? But on the surface, it seems like that would be a very equitable way, right? Because we just talked about it, that a team from the Magic Valley that is potentially the number two team in the state is not going to go. Now, if they played in one of those divisional rounds with Eastern Idaho against, uh, you know, Water Springs, do I think that Camas County or Richfield would beat Water Springs? Probably. Um, yeah, I do. Do I think Camas County obviously could beat Garden Valley? Yeah, they already did it. Um, you know, it, it just seems like an equitable way to do it. So I hadn't heard that um, frame of mind with it because I think, you know, people say expand the tournament. That's what they want. And then you end up getting, you know, you might get some teams in there that, that I feel like that with the NFL, right? This year that there was teams that shouldn't have been there that, you know, they're fighting to find a team barely over 500 and sometimes expand the NBA, right? They expanded their tournament. And now they've got teams with losing these, records. Oh, these guys, these guys almost made the playoffs and they had no business being anywhere near the playoff conversation. I'm, I'm pointing to my Green Bay Packers yeah. coffee mug. So well, well, my Panthers almost made it, but that's just because the NFC South was atrocious this Bad. year. Yeah. But but 
you, you know what I mean? Like the NBA expanded their conference or their playoffs, right? So like the seven and eight now play the nine and 10 and this horrendous battle that the Hornets always find themselves in and get blown <laughs> out every year. And, you know, you know, just, I have this problem with my teams. Be good or be bad. Don't be in the middle. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of my teams being in the middle. Get a good draft pick or make the playoffs, but don't be right on the edge. But, you know, I don't think it adds anything. I don't think it adds anything to bring in more people. Let's make sure the right eight are there. I think that's in a divisional setup. It, I guess you could deem it as expanding the playoff, but I think that I think it's an appendage more, um, and it just ensures that the correct eight get to be in that state tournament environment. Yeah. I don't know. Good food for thought at least. Yeah. And that's just, you know, my perspective coming from Montana, a state that's like Idaho, right? It's kind of far flung and really spread out. And so um, that's kind of how they do it. Um, so anyways, uh, that is a, another yeah. topic for another day. All I <laughs> yeah, know is, yeah. It would be a good one. It would be a fun topic to talk about, you know, you know, as long as people aren't screaming at each other and say, that won't work, you know, that hurts my team, but just, just, what can be done? Not that anything needs to be, but is there a better way? So I don't know. We'll we'll uh, we'll we'll table that discussion for another day. Uh, postseason basketball is here again. Friendly reminder: yep. district brackets will be on the homepage at idahosports.com. You can follow every district tournament from every classification level. Uh, we'll update the brackets every night as the uh, tournaments get underway starting Thursday with that thriller in Dubois. So uh, we can't, we can't wait. Um, Logan, as always, thanks for hopping on and doing this. Thanks for uh, everybody tuning in and we will see you next time on another edition of the treasure Valley prep cast on IdahoSports.com.